and welcome to the Tavern Chat Podcast. I'm your host, Derek Tenkar, your bartender in the OSR, your main proprietor, at the Tenkar's Tavern blog, Discord server, MeWe group, Facebook group. There you go. I'm going to get to the point where I say that it's a really fast New Yorker and get that whole intro done in less than 10 seconds. So, literally just a few minutes ago, I was asked a question on my uh, Techhurst Tavern Facebook page. I keep forgetting there's an actual page for it that people can send me messages on, but I digress. And the question was, I should, I should probably, it's a simple question. Um, with Swords and Wizardry as your favorite OSR, how do you feel rate DCC? And it, 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 and it got me thinking. I mean, I've probably run games with all the major OSR rule sets. Um, or at least I'm very familiar with the major OSR rule sets. And yet I keep coming back to Swords and Wizardry. And it's not that the other rule sets are not good. Or that products, at least on our lines, aren't top-notch. I just You go for your comfort zone, I think is what I should be saying here. But here I'm gonna I'm gonna go through it. I mean, like DCC RPG. I ran a couple of sessions of the DCC RPG. We had some fun with it, but at the same time, it's a very swingy system. You need the right group with that, and the right mindset, and you have to be comfortable with looking up charts. Unless you're using the what the uh, uh, God Purple Sorcerer's website slash app. I need to install that app on my uh, iPad. But I digress. Um, so the system for us wound up not being a keeper why? like I said, too swingy by my groups that I play with players like to yeah, you could fail a save you know, saving throw might not go your way on a spell or the damage dice might not go your way but it doesn't have that huge swing that DCC has that's just true but and there's a huge but here. The adventures for DCC, on a whole, are top fucking notch. Now, they aren't really made to necessarily be run as a standard, like, sandbox campaign or even a regular campaign. It's almost like... You know... I'm going to throw this out there. The original Magnum P.I. with Tom Selleck, you know, maybe you had two episodes that ran together, but for the most part, the storyline was episodic, right? It didn't rely upon what happened before. Now, if you're watching, I don't know, Chicago PD, Blue Bloods, all these series, these drama series, you got to keep watching because one episode does not stand on its own. But used to be the dramas, for the most part, each episode or kind of stood on its own. And that's how I see DCC adventures. They stand on their own. And if you have a campaign that you're running with maybe drop-in, drop-out players and episodic play, it's going to be great for you. I don't give a fuck what rule set you're running with. The DC adventures, the DCC adventures, excuse me, are some of the best written, best presented, amazing artwork. Doug Kovacs, I tip my hat to you. I own more original Doug Kovacs work than... You can shake a stick at, and I, I love, I love art. I love art from our industry. I love art from our hobby, 
and uh, I have a number of originals that Rachel and I have picked up over the couple last couple of years going to conventions. And Doug's work, I own more of Doug's work than any others. Flat out. But like I said, the system itself is not a good fit for me. All right. Labyrinth Lord. Um, used to be pretty more more popular than it was. A lot of supplements or ventures written for Labyrinth Lord. Uh, less so these days. Um, I guess if you grew up on basic D&D, I did not. Um, it's a good fit for you. For me, I didn't really like the whole uh, having the AEC, the Advanced Edition Companion, as a separate book. And again, if you played basic and then you had an expert you tacked on, you were used to flipping between books that depending on what level your character was. I, I just, n- not for me. Again, well presented, well done work. Just not for me. Um, Osric. I ran a short campaign with Osric slash AD&D 1E at the table. It works seamlessly together. And Osric acts without the Gygaxian-isms, or however you want to call it, the Gygaxian prose, is a lot easier to read at the table. While I enjoy Gygaxian prose, I grew up on it as a teenager, I thought it was awesome, Osric is a much better reference material. Now, that being said, Osric plays a little bit heavier, and, and yeah, there was always, DCC actually isn't even like a, a rules-heavy system, um, but it's a chart-heavy system. Uh Osric plays not by the book AD&D, but, but very close to it. But still, um, not comfortable enough like a well-worn glove that I find Swords and Wizardry Complete, which is going to be now sort of Swords and Wizardry, does for me. Swords and Wizardry Complete plays very close to how we played AD&D 1E. And I think with a few small house rules, I can make that a very exact completion Oh, that doesn't make any sense, does it? I can make an exact replica for my table. And maybe one day I'll do that, but I don't feel a need to do that. Um, then you have the different flavors of swords in which we had white box. I And I like white box because it's simplified. I don't like white box because in a way it's too simplified. However, if you are going to make up your own, I don't know, house rules for the table where you've taken a OSR rule set and make it fit what you want, you go back and you take those white box rules and you edit them and you run with it and you're going to have a great fucking time. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. Source material for Source of White Box, thanks to people like Jane Spawn. Amazing. Amazing. And then you have... Uh, the different variations. Here's, the, here's I think, and now I'm going to go off on a real tangent, why I think Swords and Wizardry has been so successful, and way more so than Labyrinth Lord, and I think Labyrinth Lord out of the box had a bit more momentum going. I remember a lot more ventures being written for it, but Swords and Wizardry picked it up, and why is that? Because the rules were open and the files were available as RTF files. You could take Swords and Wizardry Core and make your own game out of it, right? Uh, White Star, which is 
white box we worked for fantasy. There was there are uh, white lies, wasn't that the espionage version of it? There are other versions of swords and witchery out there that are totally legit that cover different genres. And I think that is why Swords and Witchery captured the marketplace that it did. Then you have Castles and Crusades. The elephant in the room. Now, why did I kind of forget Castles and Crusades? Because Swords and Witchery, Labyrinth Lord, Osric. All right, not DCC. But these three rule sets are all available for free in PDF. Um, DCC is not. And Castles and Crusades is not. But Castles and Crusades... um, if there's a Rosetta Stone between 3X and the OSR, it is Castles and Crusades. It, it's very, it is built on that third edition chassis, and it and it makes that bridge between third edition and old school gaming very nicely. And I feel that Swords of Wizardry, due to the ascending and descending AC, is kind of like that OSR Rosetta Stone. But again. People, I know somebody's out there going, but you're forgetting other game systems. Yes, I am. I'm forgetting uh, Basic Fantasy RPG, which I own, I think, every release I can uh, in Dead Tree because they sell their stuff pretty much at cost on Amazon. High-quality stuff. High-quality stuff. The system is a free system. Free in PDF, pretty much at cost in print. Uh, There's great source material for any of the OSR games. And here's something to remember. With the exception to DCC, which has its roots very firmly uh, planted in in the 3rd edition, in a different way than Castles and Crusades. Because I think DCC goes for an old-school feel with more like new-school mechanics. Um, Basic Fantasy RPG, it's also another game that builds off the 3rd edition rules, but it, it really solidly lands in the OSR. But with these OSR games, you can play Sword and Wizardry Adventure with Labyrinth Lord or Osric or Basic Fantasy RPG in your Sword and Wizardry campaign. They are very interchangeable. When I was a kid growing up, we played our D&D basic adventures in AD&D. I did wonder why it was that you know AC started at 9. I was very confused. How is a naked man in basic, uh, the equivalent of uh, somebody wearing a shield. What is his shield? It is, and then I, then I, as a teenager, it became like, these guys have like you know armored skin. I was like, no, it's a different system. But uh, yeah, for me, Swords and Wizardry hits the, the sweet spot. It might not hit your sweet spot, and that's the great thing about the OSR: an abundance of choices. An abundance of interchangeable to a large extent choices. So, and a lot of free options out there. So, there's no reason not to try as much as you can. If the rule set is free, grab a copy in PDF, read it, see if it fits for you. Can't hurt. So, folks, on that note, as always, be safe, be well, God bless, roll those dice, and I. We'll talk with you all tomorrow. Later.